For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. I live by routines, but I especially love my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. And my shopper knows this about me. When Sunday rolls around and I place my weekly stock-up order, Joe sends texts from the aisles. Wilted lettuce? Nah, hard pass. Deal on my favorite sparkling water? Whew, grab two. Fresh flowers just because? Hmm, sounds like a delightful idea. If you love routines that work for you, get Shipped same-day delivery. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. My friends, we'll keep on scamming to the end. Ba ba ba. We are the scammers. Uh. We are the robbers. Uh. No time for police. No time. Cause we are the scammers. Yeah, you get where we're going with this. Hey, y'all, what's up? What's poppin' congregation? Uh, if you know, you know, we won the iHeartRadio Award for Best Crime, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and telling your friends about robbery and also letting your kids stream it after Paw Patrol in the other room we all did our part um absolutely should not be in this category y'all know we are a comedy podcast that is also doing true crime but you know we legit like hey let me research and we we having you know articles we'll be having you know footnotes okay we be annotating we be having a bibliography so <laughs> maybe we have become legitimate and i'm so sorry for that but um i just want to say thank you guys thank you all for listening and for coming back um you know obviously we recorded a lot during the pandemic it's still the pandaroni pan that's not even a word anymore i can't even come up with fake words for the pandemic anymore i was tired anyway guys that was a long intro this is scam goddess podcast if you don't know if you're new to the show my name is Lacey mosley aka scam goddess and this is a show all about true crime robbery fraud um and those who committed and practice it we love them we stand most of the time guys i'm very yes you know i'm just gonna keep it keep it to what we always do i'm very excited i am truly uh this is a repeat guest uh we don't know if it's the third time or the second time i think second he thinks the third. third it's the third Lacey. he's trying to, ain't nobody finished introducing you I'm hello sorry, i'm sorry it's all right mute oh my mute, 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 mute oh me i'm sorry Cancel. this Cancel. is just absolutely ridiculous guys uh. you see what i have to do with Jeez, but I'm sorry, y'all. He I'm see sorry. see he's still talking. <laughs> see, see, he's still talking. Wow. No respect. No respect. You know what I mean? But guys, this is a good friend of mine. I've known him for many years. He's super talented. He's an actor, comedian. He's a podcaster himself. He is a voice actor, which I told you you have to be in the Illuminati to do. So oh, I shouldn't say oh no, the people. Okay, I take it back. He's not in the Illuminati. And he's a friend of the show. Guys. Please. Oh, and you know what? 
let me let me just drop some credits on y'all. I don't know. Let's just do that too. You've seen him on shows like Liza on Demand and ABC's Bless This Mess. He hosts, produced his own podcast with iHeartRadio, Headcom, Earwolf, and some of those podcasts include Culture Kings, which was nominated for the 2021 Ambie Award for Best Comedy. Okay. Um, you can check him out on the upcoming season of Physical on Apple TV. Okay. Okay, Physical on Apple TV, getting an Apple coin. Congregation, please welcome Jaquise Neal to the show. Oh, I can talk now, y'all. I can talk now. On the congregation, the deacon is back. I'm calling myself a deacon. I don't know if anybody else calling me that, but I've been wanting to be a deacon since I saw my granddaddy doing it. So this is my chance because I don't go to church. So I mean, get your white gloves out. Um, Get my white gloves. Pass out the tithing offerings. Will not let you count the money. Mm -mm, (laughs) No, mm -mm. you can wear the gloves though, and you can pass the basket. You cannot pick the the basket basket up. I, I can pass it to the first person. Yes, they're down the pew. And then okay. I'll be at the end of the pew. I do all of the receiving of baskets. Okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, but both of us going to steal the money, though. So, like, can steal. you at least... I don't uh, not steal. The money is for you. That's right. The money is yours. It's your it's church. It's for me. It's it is for the, the community. Like, we got to build and fund. Things got to get built. Lacey. Okay? Lacey. We got heating and cooling. You know? you know damn well that tithing offering money is going to the pastor. No, <laughs> not in my not in my church, okay? In your church, your church scamming you then. Who's going who's gonna buy these little baskets to put the money in? You <laughs> take know, it to motherfuckers on Amazon. Square charges a percentage because we do take cards. <laughs> you know, there's there's places this money is going. It's all, all accounted right, you're right. for. You're right, you're right. <laughs> the tithes go to the church and the offerings go to the pastor. <laughs> now don't act like there wasn't a love offering the love offering was going to the pastor and that one oh, they yeah. didn't lie about they would be like and now it's we have a love offer for pastor's anniversary i never understood why we had to celebrate pastor's relationship anniversary we did we did and let me tell you something I man like pastors be cheating business. too it was not business i feel like that's very almost like what's the word it feels like a little cheap of the men pastors to be like, okay, baby, you know what time it is. It's time for our anniversary. Like, take me to Cancun. Let me, you know, get a baptismal in the freaking Pacific or in the right. Atlantic. Like, don't, why, why, why is the church doing our anniversary? Because the pastors ain't got no money, you know? Although they flying the jets and driving the benzes and they doing the service. They doing the service. I know that. But, you know, they need the congregation to pay for them. I mean, listen. Where you trying to go, Lacey? Where you trying to go? Where, I mean, where's... like, I want to go to Turks and Caicos. I want to go to a lot of places. But here's okay. my thing. If it is an anniversary, if that's what we're celebrating, then why does it have okay. to be a cash gift? Can I bring some chocolate-covered strawberries? Uh, I, I can't spend chocolate-covered strawberries, though. They melt. One person can give some chocolate strawberries. But, you know, you know how you go down a gift list and it says, like, only one can give this, but then there's cash now and I everybody got a registry. can give that? It's a registry. No. And my church is a registry because we, you know, we modern, you know, we millennials and we got Gen Zers up in here. We ain't just paying with cash. We got cash app. See, I'm we talking got... about things that actually happen in church, Jaquise. You're talking <laughs> about the church that you're actually trying to make up. I'm, I'm trying I've to make a church. A registry on a, on a pastor's anniversary. I just want to know if I can give a gift instead of cash. You know what I mean? All can right. I give them Cardi B's whipped shots? I don't uh, think you can do cream. that. I don't think you can do that. I think it's all cash. I think it's all cash. Like I said, I haven't been to church in a minute, but there's a lot of new age churches now. I'm pretty sure there's some churches that's taking crypto and shit. 
Uh, oh my gosh! If a church you know ever told is. me I could tithe in Ethereum, like we gotta fight. <laughs> like get up, get up, get out the pulpit right now because it's time get to toss up. these holy hands. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? But Jakeesa, we always ask, what is yeah. your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? Do you hate them? You've been on the show before, but has anything mm-hmm. new happened? Or you know what? 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 It could be anything. Here's the thing. Can I tell you what I think is a scam? Yes. I won't get in trouble for this, but I think liberalism and progressiveness is a damn scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. Let me tell you why it's a scam. Let me tell you why it's a scam. Because we be fighting for shit. And, and like, listen, I be agreeing with the stuff, too. But what people don't be realizing is when you talk about, man, we want we want more people to pay their fair share of taxes and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool for the billionaires and the millionaires. Leave us thousandaires alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, shit. Because what the motherfuckers don't tell you is once you get out of the five digit bracket and you get into that six digit bracket, the taxes. I'm about to have my feelings hurt this tax season. I'm a Republican during the motherfucking tax season. Uh, it's a scam. I get it. It's just, it's so many rules, man. We got so many rules and it's I, all a scam. It's a I fucking scam. I will say scam. I do agree with you on the liberalism thing because it just feels like, and that's why, you know, we did leg 2020 on this show because it was mm-hmm. a shot in the heart with Donald Trump and it was a shot in the leg with Joe Biden. There wasn't really a win for no. us like people think there is. Like, I when I look at you know, liberal politicians and leftists and, you know, even the politicians who represent us right now in the House and in the Senate. Um, it just feels like we're not going to kill you guys. And we will put on some kensei, but also we are going to kill you guys just like really slowly. We're going to yeah. make sure you don't have health care. We're going to tax you to death boots honey we're gonna tell you all these things that we're gonna do miss bitch don't worry those billionaires will pay Mm -hmm. you know and And then republicans are just like look we gonna kill you but like today and so it's like which are is either better (laughs) neither is better and and this like this great one is better I mean, yeah, one is a little bit better. I guess one I'd rather a, die a slow, painful death. Right. One isn't actively trying to kill us, you know right. what I'm saying? One They're isn't racist towards us. us. They're not looking for us out in these streets. And, like, this is it's just a, it's a crazy thing that we have. And the reason I say it's a scam is because, to a degree, I, under, I do believe, I mean, personal responsibility is the thing. But, like, we have turned personal responsibility into, like, a weapon against each other. Yeah. Uh, in a way that is very fucking weird. It's very weird when, like, this shit ain't my fault. None, nothing is my fault. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing is our Like, we have pe- we elected people to be put in place to do the jobs for us. And, yes, we have to do things for our fellow man. But the way we weaponize, like, all types of shit on both sides is so goddamn annoying. It's a scam because at the end of the day, it really, truly feels like don't shit change. So, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm starting to, like, really understand my parents who, like, I'd be all fired up about these elections. They'd be like, baby. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) It's all going to be the same. I'm like, but we are making 
progress. Very, you know, and much faster yes. than they used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, we was in the streets. We didn't have to get hosed or sicked by dogs. So that's a step up. We're still marching, but now yeah. we're marching in uh, athletic shoes that right. get us further right. for the long miles. We're not, <laughs> we not, we not marching in church shoes no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those are, they don't got no grip. Boy, our parents, that's why our parents are so damn tired. They right. feet hurt. Motherfucker, they ain't had no damn Yeezys or some some Air Maxes with the cloud foam on their feet. Right. They had wood on the, on the bottom of their shoes. <laughs> marching on wood. They bro. marching on wood. I'm going oh. to hell for laughing at them. But they really were. It was probably like all types of splinters in them joints when they got what? home, bro. Them ankles, Shout them out to dogs y'all. was on fire, man. Go Ooh, look, yo, everybody. The all the black people that listen to this show. Next time you with your grandparents, go look at their feet. I bet you them motherfuckers. Right. If you're tired. lucky enough to have them, if you're lucky have enough to have your grandparents but or your parents, go look at them feet because they tired. True, <laughs> exhausted, <laughs> clocked out. Uh, th- the last thing I want to say about that was like you made a good point, Jaquisa, about like I feel like America has pitted ourselves. Like you know, our government. So many people are pitting everyone who should be fighting together against one another, and like mm-hmm. this is no new information. But it always makes me think, like you know, when. People get upset about uh, redistribution of wealth or welfare or any social programs that help level the playing field for people who were born with less fortunate situations than others. You know, people want to get mad about that and be like, you just need to work harder and all this BS and Elon earned his money and all this other crap. But like nobody gets that mad about infrastructure. Like our tax dollars go to building roads and stuff. And I never see people like, well, I pay more taxes than you. So you shouldn't even be out here on mail roads. Like, it's fucking crazy. You it's don't crazy. pay. You you're paying for the roads too, and the traffic lights. Do you want people who don't make as much money as you not to use traffic lights? Like, yeah. You know, you just stop looking up there. And the way the system is set I up, I pay for that. And the way the system is set up, everybody in the middle fucking pays way more than people at the top. You oh, bro! Every time I drive over a pothole, I just be like screaming at Jeff Bezos because it's truly not fair. Like they coming for all my ends and, and more, and then Jeffrey up there just living good with his old cue ball head ass. But he don't even know what to do with the money. You see how you be dressing tacky as fuck? Boy, you could have had hair by now. He Pass dresses get some hair. He dresses like a mannequin on South Beach, like <laughs> if he was just walking past random stores. <laughs> Like Jeff, yo, yo. what is going on? And not even at the good stores, at the discount stores too. At the I discount mean, stores on South Beach. If you're gonna Beach. be a billionaire, just out here killing everybody and stealing all the resources, at least have some drip. Like you at least yeah. gotta be drip down. Every time you walk into the room, I mean, I almost want you to carry a cane. Like I need you to be like ridiculous. I need you to dress like a a villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, wear I a would, cape. I would. Oh, let, let me get a billion dollars. I'm wearing. I'm having a different cane every day. Different alligator shoes. You want a monocle? Yes. I want just ridiculous opulence. Like, and it needs to be diamond encrusted. Like, DJ Khaled showed off like a $3 million watch that was like all these uh, emerald shaped ugly ass diamonds the other day on Uh Twitter. And everyone was like, this shit is so ugly. This is what you're doing with your money. Like, yeah, that's what you're doing with this money. That shit is dope, probably. I want a Ric Flair robe. I want oh one. I want a motherfucking Ric Flair robe, and I want somebody following me with interest music <laughs> as I'm walking down the street. It's okay, my greatest stop delight. Stop giving Jaquise money for things. <laughs> we, it's we my, don't, did I, don't I want to see that version of you, Lacey? I just bought myself a WWF championship belt. 
Uh, oh, I am. Okay. It is my guys, great honor to want guys, to be a wrestler. Uh, let's get into our first segment here. What's hot in fraud? We're going to just completely glaze over that. Um, <laughs> this is where we warn our listeners about fraud that's popping in the streets. And more often than not, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired so we don't what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. Uh, I need a fake name for this person. Um, Normally, I will just say any gender, any whatever, but they have... The scam is, like, very, very old, and they have said that they're a cisgendered man. So, okay. yeah, you can give them So we need a name? Things. We need a name? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go Victor. Victor! Do you need um, a last name or just first name? Uh, let's go Johnson. Victor okay, Johnson. Okay, Victor Johnson. Victor Johnson. <laughs> so, Victor Johnson says... I was listening to the movie mom scam of the week. So this was last week with Blair Saki. Uh, we were talking about Mama Donna. If you haven't heard it, it's a pretty wild scam. Uh, and it reminded me of something that my mom used to do for us as kids all, that also saved money on movies. They messed up when they let everybody that could afford a laptop have the quality or excuse me, the ability to burn DVDs. Like what did they think was going to happen? My mom would rent the latest movies from Blockbuster on a one day release and immediately burn them pretty simple right what put my mom over the top was this little scam she also bought high gloss paper and labels in the shape of discs and Mm -hmm. blank dvd boxes all in bulk in parentheses then she would scan the dvd and the box jacket cover and print them out on the labels and paper respectively once applied to the disc and jacket cover it was like we bought the movie straight from best buy and had shelves of the latest movies for fractions of the retail price nothing major but she was skilled with it and we always had the newest movies to enjoy as a family it says p.s as a cis straight black man from texas shout out to h-town okay h-town i'm from dallas shut it down <laughs> you got shit on that man Is it, what's I just up want- h-town what up h-town i'm here with y'all h-town i'm here with y'all even if dallas ain't i'm here with y'all listen i just want to let you know and then this is in all caps we do listen that feels scary victor that feels scary <laughs> See, you up here, to, you up here, shitting on the sound, and he ended that sentence with "We do listen." Right, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think that was meant as a compliment, but I'm now in fear. Okay, I'm shaking. Quit can I me. just say? Can I just say that this is? I mean, did he did he portray this as like a scam that was happening? Yeah, so I guess what he's saying is that here's what but brother, me. did it's you like, not grow up around other black niggas been doing this shit? <laughs> I mean, look, kudos to your mama. I love that she was doing it, but homie's been doing this since the 60s. <laughs> I just feel like your mom could have taken it a step further. If she already right. has, like, the cases, the printing c- capabilities, she got that good gloss. Y'all got a good printer in the crib. That's also colored ink. Like, are y'all yes. sure she did? She made out on top? Did we crunch the numbers on this? Because yeah. it seems like she's got a lot of... I feel like we could have just got one of those... Remember those thick... um. It would be like a soft cover, and it was like uh-huh. almost like a little purse for the CDs. Yep, you, you could just put, slide them in. You could have put all them yeah. CDs in a CD purse. Uh-huh, and get you, you a Sharpie. Right, <laughs> but your mom was trying to... Who was your mom doing this for? Was she printing out the real DVD covers so that when her homegirls came over, she could be like, I'm rich in DVDs? It feels like your mom was trying to stunt on the community. Yeah, yeah. And your mom was, was scamming. Scam. She was trying to stunt. She was she was faking <laughs> right. it until she made it. That's what it your feels mom like was a doing. flex. Yeah. I feel like... <laughs> 
<laughs> she had all of them out, you know, in a little shelf, and then people would come over. But she'd be like, "What y'all want to watch? We got uh-huh. that new Saving Private Ryan. Y'all mm-hmm. want y'all trying to watch that? Like, also because she's putting the disc safe CD on the CD, and if you bootlegging, you can just write in Sharpie what movie it is on top. Exactly. She, she wanted people to think that it was from Best need- Buy. I don't need Denzel's face on Remember the Titans. I can just re-Remember the Titans. I ain't got to see his face on the disc. I don't need that. I know who in it. I know Denzel in Remember the Titans. Also, I mean, listen, your mama was doing all that work for her kids, which, look, I'm glad your mama loved you. Mama love is great. Parents loving their kids is great. Your mama should have been selling them motherfuckers to people up and down the street, too. (laughs) She should have been selling them. Did your mama own, like, a large coat that she could hang the CDs in, like, bruh, man, and, you know, just appear (laughs) at salons and barbershops and open the coat Uh and, like, sell Uh the, the DVDs? Shit, she know, listen, when Big Mama House 2 came out, she could have made bank. She could have made bank on that movie. Everybody loved Martin. Right, Everybody and she's spelling it Martin. big. And just in case the cops show up, it's Big Mama House T O O, not <laughs> <laughs> Big Mama House Two. Right, <laughs> right. Oh no, I got Big Mama House Two. Not this is not Big, Mama, Big Mama, Mama House, House two. two. No, I just got it. Also, I got it. Also. <laughs> yeah, I got Big Mama House. Also, <laughs> I don't have Big Mama House Number Two. Okay, that's illegal. Yo, I, you know what? The man already said he'd be listening, so we didn't spend the last five minutes shitting on his whole letter. I'm not shitting on your letter, brother. <laughs> I'm not shitting. We ain't shitting on your letter. I I love that your mama did that for y'all. It was dope. Y'all, you had a little secret that y'all was keeping for yourself. We just saying your mama could have went further. That's all we said. I'm just trying to understand who your mama was doing this for, okay? (laughs) Because, like, it's just, like, the professional quality. It's like she's returning the real DVD to Blockbuster. Right. So all this professional quality shit, like, who was that for? Right. If it really wanted to be a scam, she should have did all that shit and then gave them the bootleg. Right. (laughs) Because you know that DVD going run out <laughs> after a while so she got the real one out. you know after about 50 plays that dvd gonna be scratching and skipping and shit. <laughs> so she should have kept the real ones for her so that would have been a scam right be like that? we started at the fbi with martin lawrence now now he in a dress and he got shot what happened <laughs> oh it skipped it probably skipped it skipped it skipped it's good. Ooh, Blockbuster uh, quality done gone down, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been believable because they did go did. out of business. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, if, I mean, listen, if you're going to go ahead and do this, I mean, you can't really burn shit no more. Everything is streamable. But when you, if you don't have kids, when you get kids, my brother, or Victor, I should say, because, you know, however you identify, but Victor. <laughs> uh, if you don't identify as a brother. You may not identify as a brother, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but whenever you get kids or if you have kids, when you do some scammy shit, I just want you to think. You know, we got a thing in improv. Lacey, you know this. We call it going A to C. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, your mama went A to B. I want you to take that extra <laughs> step and go to C. You know, go to C. And, I'm not and talking that about Victor coin. Mama. You're going to get this <laughs> Did I, do, Need I remind you, the end of the email says, we do listen. So I'm, sorry, I'm not, I'm a, I don't want to upset him. Shout out to your mama, Victor. She's she's dope. Yeah. My mama wasn't doing all that shit. So your mama loved you. And that's we can't deny that. She loved y'all. Absolutely. She wanted to make sure y'all had all the latest. Blockbuster was at your crib. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Y'all was busting the blocks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking blockbuster. 
I'm just thinking, like, Mama could have went on it. But I guess, you know what? If Mama was doing all this to make sure the DVDs were cute in her home, it's giving, you know, she's got a cabinet full of fine china and MLK commemorative plates. It's not giving, like, she would be out here debasing herself by selling merch on the corner. I feel like Mama don't do that. Mama don't do that. You're right. Mama classy. She classy. classy. She classy. Yes. Okay. She just need to save some money so she can have a little bit more extra to buy her china. <laughs> Listen, when they come out with the new commemorative plate, mama's got to get it. Mama's going to get that plate. You'll never eat off of it. You will never to put a fork. No. No, China's a scam. Have y'all had a have y'all had a china episode? Like not the country, the the like the the dinnerware. China is a scam. It was it was just plates. It's plates and and cups. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. I know, China. I know. I know, but why we can't eat off of it? I know. I've never understood that. And like wedding plates, like my parents, like I feel like so many couples get like wedding dishes and stuff. And I'm like, are you eating off them bitches? Like these no. gold trim plates that we got you, are you eating off of them every? <laughs> are you putting stuffers on them bitches? Nah, <laughs> they putting lasagna on them. <laughs> I think they just sit in a cabinet. They just sit in a cabinet. My grandma had that shit growing up, and like we couldn't touch them. Couldn't touch them, couldn't even open the cabinet. Forget like touch them. You couldn't even open the cabinet that they was in, or you get in trouble if she saw you doing that. Right. <laughs> like you couldn't even get near Who it. Who is this for? <laughs> nobody. Who is enjoying it? Nobody. It's for nobody. It's mm. to say you had it, which, listen. You did feel a little bougie, and and I mean a good bougie. Like, you came over and, you know, you saw the little china, and people was like, oh, they got money. We didn't have money. We just had a couple <laughs> pieces of china handed down that nobody right. could touch. I think <laughs> having money is like eating off that bitch. Like, I challenge right. anybody out there who has fine china to, like, put it out one time. Now, don't do mm-hmm. it when you got your clumsy friends over or your friends who don't know how to act or maybe even sometimes your parents because, listen, every time my mama comes to my place, she breaks something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> she don't break nothing at home. At her house, nothing's getting broken. Every time she comes to my house, she breaking something. She getting you back. She getting you back for shit you broke when you was a kid. I love it. I love your mama. I love your mama for that. Guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwink. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in and we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts okay so you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down maybe we're going to a fancy night out maybe we're going on a date maybe we're lounging around the house i love these shirts so much because i can do so many different things with them it's like i'm telling y'all skims they doing right over there i got on the underwear right now i can't give it up i think they got me y'all i'm not even playing shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select scam goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows 
Hi, I'm John Lovett, host of Love It or Leave It. Every week, I'm joined live on stage by incredible guests to break down the biggest and dumbest stories in politics and pop culture. And now, because there's too much news for just one show, join me and my friends, also known as beloved producers who have to be there, every Tuesday for a rundown of the latest headlines to help get you through another flawless week in our perfect society. Listen to episodes of Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts, or catch the funniest moments on the Love It or Leave It YouTube channel. We are back. It's time for historic hoodwinks, my favorite part of the show. This is where we will Love regale Jaquise with the famous con caper group of criminals squad. Uh, maybe we like them, maybe we hate them. We'll see. Uh, today we're talking about a scam that started in the early 90s. A stowaway found frozen in the wheel well of a plane made international headlines. Well, that's a dark note to start on. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, no. International headlines. He was known as the kind of orphan teenager trying to escape for, like, to America for a better life. Little did anyone know, he would grow up to become one of the world's most talented criminals. Okay, so he was found frozen, but not to death, is what I'm guessing. Right, yeah. So, so he was frozen. Why did he write this like this? Yeah. So he was just really cold? He was because cold. Because when I hear frozen, that means dead. That means, yeah, or he got some missing parts. He got some fingers missing or something. Yeah, it's. I just have never heard like we found her frozen, and then yeah, the, the next not, sentence is she was fine. Like, yeah, I feel like that's the next not, sentence is and she became a villain. Right, yeah, she became a villain. Y'all motherfuckers froze her. Yeah, y'all froze her. Like, <laughs> she was mad. <laughs> Yo, if I thought out. Maybe that I'm, would keep me alive. Just the anger, the sheer rage yeah. would keep me warm inside. Like, bitch, if I ever thaw out, it's over for you, <laughs> You You freeze me and I unthaw. I'm turning into the goddamn Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me thaw out. Okay? Don't let me thaw out. You better make sure I stay frozen. <laughs> yeah, that was just such a weird way to write that, that but also weird. hilarious. But look, guys, it, it's a, already a positive upswing. Already. <laughs> and she became a thaw. criminal, a world class. Of course, they, oh, course this person became a world class criminal. They survived death. <laughs> right. So. The stowaway. One summer night in 1993, a mechanic in Miami National Airport opened the wheel well of a DC-8 cargo jet as a part of a routine security check. I'm glad y'all be opening everything. I appreciate the security checks. Mm-hmm. Instead of finding it empty, the mechanic found a body wearing only a t-shirt and cutoffs curled in a ball, unconscious and frozen like an ice cube. What? Mm. Okay. I also feel like... I don't know. If I stowed away in a plane, I feel like I probably would have wore cutoffs too, thinking it was going to be hot in, in there. But no, in cold. reality, you are 35,000 feet yeah. in the air and clouds and stuff. So it could it's probably chilly. You should have wore a coat. Yeah. And we be putting dogs and shit down there too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that shit is wild. <laughs> don't bring that up. I don't, I don't know what made me think of that don't right bring now. Fido, Fido down there freezing. Fido, cold man. Fido, that's why Fido be acting different every time y'all bring him home from a trip. Right, only put your Iditarod dogs on the plane. Uh, the f- fluffy and them, they're not built for that life. Mm-mm. <laughs> they're not built for the plane stowaway. But yeah, it's chilly. Frozen like an ice cube. Wow, I. Okay, one of two things. Either this person is, the person who wrote this has a beautiful imagination and is hyperbolic as hell, or this person is a superhero. 
how you yeah. frozen like an ice cube and you still alive? That don't compute in my brain either. Yeah, because an ice cube is like mm, solid. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel ice like when he, humans, like when we get solid, like that's pretty much it's over for us. <laughs> That's a new shirt. Humans, when we get solid, like, it's over. We're not supposed to be complete you, solid. We're not supposed to be solid. We're supposed to have some softness. Maybe he was like an ice cube. You know when you're real desperate to have ice and and, uh, and you have an ice, uh, the little ice tray? Like, I remember in college, like, we needed ice for drinks. And I was like, okay, I'm going to throw some water in this ice tray and put right. it in the freezer. So then you're checking it every, like, five minutes. Like, is it frozen? Right. And, and it so got that little like, layer. Get that little yeah, top layer. Yeah. And it had a little okay. skinny little top. And then in the middle, it's still a water. So maybe yeah. that's what kind of cube he was. Like, okay. he was just exteriorly. <laughs> maybe he was just a top layer of ice. <laughs> just a top layer of ice. He wasn't so, frozen all the way through. And sorry we laughing at frozenness. Uh, if, you were, if you've been frozen... We sorry. We sorry. sorry. Also, email and tell your story because yeah, we want to know, know how you hear. How we let it go <laughs> in the Scam Goddess Pod email address. Okay, let us know when you was frozen. So, paramedics arrived on the scene within 15 minutes. The first paramedic declared the boy dead. Mm-hmm. Damn. So he was like, all right. He saw the frozenness and was like... That's what we thought. We right. declared him we dead. We got to check him. He dead. Yeah. We just heard frozen. It was like dead. Like, yeah. yeah. The second just barely found a pulse. Okay, come on, second paramedic. I'm glad we got a second opinion here because they was about to throw our frozen homie in the in, in the morgue. Yeah. So the plane had been carrying flowers from Bogota, Colombia, and three and a half, it's like a three and a half hour flight away, meaning that anyone stowed in the wheel well for that time survived negative 50 degree temperatures at 30,000 feet for three and a half hours. So you feel different. Shit. That, man, every time, the old, I've never used to be scared of flying, and I'm still not. But as I get older, every time I get scared of flying, a half percent of me realizes this is the craziest shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Like, we are in a tube that I don't understand how it's just in the damn air. (laughs) And we just we just traveling at like 400 miles an hour across the sky. Like it's also other people. It's mad other tubes it's yeah. other tubes from different countries all, that's all, going all, all over. over the plate it's, and we're not running into each other i like I said, i'm not scared of flying but every time i get up in the motherfucking air a part of me just thinks this is insane what we're doing oh so, no like, i'm scared of flying every time i get on a flight i'm like let me just surrender like if yes. i die I die it's not in my hands anymore i'm like yes. when when the drink people come around, I'm like, please, yes, I would love alcohols because mm-hmm. I'm trying. This is it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I might get there because it's crazy. And then also, you, it's negative fifty degrees up there. Like, what are we doing? What are what? we doing? Is is wild. And also, like, shout out to Janelle James. I'm not gonna like, I don't want to spoil her special, but listen, like, get into her special on Netflix. Um, the stand ups. She's brilliant. Abbott Elementary. Like, oh she, my she's God. been on this podcast. Ew. Um, yeah. but I love her so much. But uh, she talks about in her stand up special, and I'll say this because Netflix has used the soundbite as like advertisement, so it's out there. But she talks about how because of the COVID price lowering of planes, that there's bus people on the plane now. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas who don't know how to act on planes. 
And that really got me thinking. I'm like, this whole time we had this etiquette on the plane. Like, we, you know, we'll wear our little mask. We'll sit down. We'll be quiet. And now I'm like, if the bus people are on the plane, like, why didn't I? They could just open the door. The bus <laughs> while we in the air, they could just open I know. the door. I know. That's the craziest shit. Like, it don't take no, It's just, we can open the door and we done. We're done done right. like and when, when we say bus people i'm not talking about when, if you take public transportation every day on no, that we're talking bus. about the greyhound i'm talking people. about the greyhound yeah we're okay. talking about the greyhound we're talking and about listen, the mega buses i've ridden the greyhound i've ridden the mega bus oh, yeah. i'm allowed to say this this is not yeah. me punching down but don't act like and you ain't got on one of those buses if you got a good sense and be like hmm these people are peculiar oh yeah <laughs> The people on the mega bus, especially when it's them penny bus, I didn't, I didn't took the penny buses before a couple places. It's a, mega it's bus a crowd. used to be cute. It used to be like a college thing, yeah. or at least where I was in Pennsylvania, we would take it, you know, from Pittsburgh to Philly or Pittsburgh to New York. It was very much like a collegey, like clean bus, Wi-Fi, double decker. Like it, it seemed, it was nice and fun. And then one day, it just felt like the Greyhound people heard about it, and it was over. <laughs> it was wait, wait, over. wait. You mean to tell me we can get on a bigger bus? Oh, let's run that. That's clean, that we can dirty it up. Like, I can change my baby on the table that the college students used to use for their papers. And it got the Wi-Fi. Oh, we there. Oh, we (laughs) there. (laughs) Tragic. Tragic. So I I do think about that. So despite the dangers, the boy could have suffered, such as, like, hypoxia, nitrogen gas embolism, and decompression sickness. He was awake and talking with officials three hours later the same day. The boy told investigators his name was Guillermo Rosales, and Uh he was 13 years old, and that he was from California, or excuse me, Cali, Colombia. I thought he said he was from California for a second, because it said Cali. But he's from Cali, Colombia. He said his parents had died six months previously in a bus accident. Oh, damn. Now we was talking about buses now. So bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he dropped out of school. Damn. So with no one else to house or feed him, he decided his chances of stowing away on an airplane to the U.S. were better than staying where he was. Guillermo's story made international headlines. Trusts were set up for him. He found a pro bono immigration lawyer and a couple from Washington offered to adopt him. Wow. I feel like if you're a couple for Washington offering to adopt this, but oh, he's cute. Oh, I see. Cute little kid. I think it's funny that the couple in DC is like, well, we want to adopt him. Yeah. So you'd be like a little party favor, you weirdos. Yeah. We adopted the boy from the news. Everyone, we're having a salon. <laughs> we'll break out him. the fine china. Right. And the cheese. Yes. And the fig jam. He's going to tell us all about the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also say, like, before. This this story, I'm excited for this story even more because it's about to have one hell of a turn. Because everything so far, this motherfucker is a hero. Right. He's, <laughs> He's got a, a trust. Hero. People want to adopt him. You yes. know. A Miami police detective, Harold Lozano, offered to house him in the meantime. He said, Guillermo was always quiet, grateful, and fitted in well. Mm, fitted in well. Sounds like a scammer to me. However, (laughs) toys around the house began to go missing. And once, when the family was out, Guillermo was found to have $200 in jewels he stole from hotel guests. What? (laughs) That jumped the shark. Okay. Okay. Went from toys to jewels? (laughs) 
<laughs> boy went from stealing Legos to crystals. Hey, <laughs> he took a few Legos and said, okay, well, I could probably make a pearl work. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. So it yeah. took authorities two weeks to realize there was no Guillermo Rosales and that his story was far different from what he had told everyone. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So Guillermo's so he real lied. identity. So he said he was 13, right? Right. He's 17. Okay. Okay. Colombia officials discovered that Guillermo Rosales, a 13-year-old boy, was 17-year-old Juan Carlos Guzman Berenker. Uh Wow. Uh With a living aunt in Miami and very likely an alive mother in Colombia. Yeah. He was a result of an affair between a rich man with nine other children and a woman who would end up rejecting him. Between his father, who had no part in raising him, and his mother, who tried to give him to another family member who subsequently wouldn't take him, Juan had only known rejection from childhood. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Juan is not giving good vibes. No, no, no. I feel like he was a kid with bad vibes, and his mom gave him up because she was like, he got bad vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Also, there's a picture of him up on the screen right now, and I don't know when this picture was taken, but homie look at least about 35 in this picture right here. (laughs) Like, Yeah, I think the other picture, the one where we saw where he looked younger, that was him at 17. That was Yeah, because he did still look older for 13 there too, like in that other picture that we saw. Right. But with television, like, people don't know what 13 looks like anymore. You got 30-year-olds on Euphoria, you know... But this is 93, right? This is 90. This is 93. I mean, it was even worse back then, though. Think about the movies in the 90s where literally, like, everybody would be in their 40s at the high school, like, no, mom, who would hang out? Yeah, Henry Winkler was fucking Fonzie. That nigga was 50. Right. Happy days. (laughs) (laughs) My man was a middle aged man playing high schooler on Happy Days. As soon as Happy Days wrapped, he started selling AARP. We're like, that's fast. He went from Happy Days to selling retirement plans on commercials. Right. To Life Alert. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) We're missing something here. Oh, shit. There's also the possibility, not to prolong this part, but there's also a possibility that. And this is me giving the criminals and the scammers uh, the benefit of the doubt, because that's what we do. Uh, There's also the possibility that you asked him too many questions too soon after he was a frozen ice cube. His brain was probably scrambled. He probably really thought he was 13. Now, he thawed out for three hours, though. I I mean... I, we got to so get a brain a little temp. bit more time. All right. He okay. Was room he was room the... temperature. Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, you the scam goddess. I, I'm learning at your feet. So, and he uh, had you his know. story ready. Okay. You're right. He wasn't, he wasn't incoherent. Like, I think I'm 14, no, I'm 13. Like, he was ready. Like, okay. Right. You're right. Okay. He said he was Guillermo Rosales. He already had a name. It wasn't like he was like, um, Johnny. Couch water. Like, you know, he like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't come up with Mrs. Doubtfire. He came up right. with Guillermo. <laughs> he didn't do a Mrs. Doubtfire and just survey the room and make a name up. He had Guillermo Rosales ready. Okay. So, additionally, growing up in a, like, growing up gay in the machismo culture of Guayabal, Colombia, and a, like a kind of shanty down on the outskirts of Cali. I don't know what a shanty down is, but I'm guessing it's like, uh, oh, okay, we have a photo. It's like a... It's a shack. Yeah, much. like some like some kind of shacks in the f- forest, it looks like. Yeah. It's giving forest? 
but there's and, also like a nice looking house back there too. So yeah, I, like that's the crazy thing about some of uh like these international places I've been to. I've been to Colombia, and um I was in Cartagena, Colombia, and it's why like normally you don't get like a mansion like here in America in many places you don't get like a mansion and then a, a, a motorhome right next door right. to each other. But over there you will. <laughs> you'll get a mansion and then about 40 yards down the street is the poorest motherfucking house that you've ever seen in your life and like and it's it's pretty I don't wild know how I feel about that i don't either it's very it was very is it better wild. that it's not segregated because i mean then at least like you gotta get some kind of benefit for living next to the mansion right i, yeah, I guess so and listen if it was me i i want i want us to be segregated I'm really? talking as a I'm talking as a poor person. I'm talking as a poor person, not as a rich person. As a poor person. No, I know you're talking about it as a poor person, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to live near the mansion? I, I don't want to remind. I don't want to be reminded that I ain't got money. <laughs> but I mean, the mansion person has to be, you know, at least making sure the Wi-Fi is good. Maybe we. That's true. Like, that's true. Be something I can get off. Of you're right. You're right. Here. You can hear clear music when they have parties and shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're right. You're right. This is terrible. Man, I'm going to get canceled right after I won that damn award. I, I know. Can't believe this. I'm sorry, Lacey. You're the one that bought me on here. <laughs> wow. And immediately blamed me. Victim <laughs> blaming immediately. I'm so sorry, but this was your choice. Anyways, continue. Um, so, this is on the outskirts of Cali. And, you know, he had his own difficulties because he's a gay man. He's living in a culture that does not, you know, embrace that. And that's right. very difficult as well. Um, in July 1993, Juan was deported back to Colombia, looking very different from the scruffy stowaway in a new suit and a new pair of Sony headphones. So they sent him back to Colombia, but they said, you can keep the drip. <laughs> That's, I, I, I'm with that. I like that, yeah. After becoming known to the world as a miracle stowaway, Juan's charm, fluency in four languages, and uncanny ability to pick wealthy targets would lead him to a long career as a gentleman thief. Come on, gentleman thief! gentleman thief i mean like he here's the thing like he he hasn't he's an attractive dude right and and like and you can tell that he has charisma anybody that can unthaw and get your story straight and within three hours got will smith level charisma uh that's popping and honestly like if i get robbed like i do want to just have the lingering scent of tom ford or aqua velva or something where i'm like wow a gentleman thief mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. you get them because he, he 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 talking to the to your pheromones to the right yes. part of your pheromones he gets you he just he's disarming there's nothing worse than a disarming criminal because those are motherfuckers that be stealing the most because yes. you don't see it you don't see it coming and you feel comfortable around them, and they take advantage of that. And you let them do it multiple times. Exactly. Exactly. That's Guillermo. That's Guillermo If you can Juan. disarm, you can run it up a few times on one person before you move on. Right. Right. That's the it's the motherfuckers who seem like they crooks that I don't understand how they get away with shit. Those are the people that just get, get away with shit by strong-arming people. <laughs> <laughs> They just That's they just you have evil. To use violence. Right. You, you gotta use violence, violence then. To your arsenal. <laughs> right. If you look like Tony Soprano, you just not look like but if you have the personality yeah. of Tony like Soprano. Steve Buscemi, you gotta use yeah. a little violence as you, well. You, <laughs> gotta, you gotta shoot a nigga to get right. what you want. At least some threats. <laughs> you know? 
You gotta do all your scams by phone. You right. Know? Right. <laughs> do your scam. Do your scams by mail. Right. You gotta email people. <laughs> people can't see your face. They're not gonna fall for it. So with Quan's forging his like he was forging his own fake IDs and stealing passports, nothing okay. could stop him. In the summer of 2003, a string of burglaries hit Las Vegas. So he's back in the states. Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell in the USA. In particular, the head of security at illustrious Four Seasons, the hotel, you know, had a story to tell about a man who called himself Daniel Gold. Okay, now this name is a little sloppy. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> now that now that brain freezing caught up with him. Right, he's just, Daniel he's just Gold. looking around. Daniel uh, Gold. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ceiling is gold. 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 Yeah, gold. Daniel Gold. I'm Tony Money. Tony I'm Money. A, I'm a, I'm Joseph Ringlight. This <laughs> <laughs> is from your own place. Yeah. He, he was trying to give the girls like richness, though. He was like, you know, Daniel mm-hmm. Gold. A handsome, smartly dressed young man had walked into the hotel and gone directly to the receptionist and told her he wanted his up to date room charges. Several minutes later, he returned to the front desk saying his, he misplaced his room key and needed a new one. Mm. For proof, he offered ID with his photo, the name Daniel Gold. It was later discovered that he had an additional room where he'd photocopy and forge documents. With his new key, so the the man known as Mr. Gold went up to his $4,000 a night suite. But when he entered, he heard voices of the actual Gold family's children and a nanny from an adjoining room. So basically, he was at the hotel in like a crappier room and he was copying people's passports and copying their IDs and then he'd be like, I'd like to see my up-to-date room charger. So Daniel Gold was a real person. And he went mm-hmm. up to the room. Th- I'm not, this is where I am confusion. Mm-hmm. You know the real Daniel Gold hasn't checked out. So Right, so why you, yeah, and you had to, at some point, get into his room anyway to steal his shit, right? Yeah. So when he heard the nanny and the children, he left the suite and using a phone in the hallway connected to the room, pretended to be a staff member telling the nanny that Mr. Gold wished to see his children in the spa and they should leave immediately. So he so he didn't give up. When he heard <laughs> the nanny and the kids in the room, he left and he went outside. He was like, yeah. hello, this is the Four Seasons. Uh... <laughs> This is Clive speaking. Uh, yeah. Turn this man into Oliver Twist. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gold would love to see his kids during his massage. He said he got to see them real quick right now. <laughs> He's just like, where you calling from, man? We in Vegas. What you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I work at the Four Seasons. My name is uh, Clive Light Switch. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, light switch. All right, I'll be right down. I'll be right down. Right. <laughs> so once they left, the faux Mr. Gold called the front desk and said his room safe wasn't working. An mm-hmm. hour later, the actual Gold family arrived to find the safe unlocked and more than $200,000 worth of jewels, Rolex washes, and cash gone. As room after room of wealthy patrons were raided, it became clear that not only had Juan become exceptionally skilled at discovering key information and using it to take advantage of the vulnerabilities and security, he picked his victims with uncanny precision so he could tell if you really were about that money life right like he could tell who was big balling and who was shot calling right right because i love this guy i've never been to a hotel and was like let me put two hundred thousand dollars worth of valuables in a hotel safe that just seems really dumb is why you bring what you bring in that for like is your rolex not waterproof 
You better tell them to massage underneath the Rolex. You better keep that bitch on. You better tell them to stick a finger under there. Stick a uh, finger and, under, and, under and where? Rub, the Rolex? Yeah. <laughs> and rub that yeah, wrist. Yeah. Oh, you trying finger. to... Nah, don't massage my wrist. My wrist all good. My wrist good. My wrist feel great. <laughs> <laughs> my wrist, I don't need no massage on my wrist. Right. Like, you got a gold chain on. No, no, no. Don't massage my neck. My neck feels it's great. It's a hotel safe. Those hotel safes are not secure. None no. of those safes are secure. The people who work there know how to get into them. Yeah. I remember once on a cruise, my dad um, put his Rolex in the safe when we were going on like an excursion or something. And he came back and it was gone. Yeah. It was gone out of the safe. And I remember, like, and it's so funny because my dad is just, like, the perfect amount of intimidating because um, he's professional but also just looks like he might harm you. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't come down to the desk, like, angry or anything like that. He was like, look, my Rolex is gone from the safe. I know someone on your staff took it. I'm not upset because I know that my Rolex will be back in my room by tonight. <laughs> I know whoever took it is going to return it. Otherwise, there will be hell to pay. So, you know, just let them know. Put it back and we won't and have was any that Rolex problems. back? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Rolex was back. That Rolex was back. Somebody went down to the stowaway and said, you robbed a scary black man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. They went down and was like, now let me tell y'all, I didn't told y'all to stop robbing motherfuckers when we stuck in the middle of the ocean on the boat. Right. <laughs> and, bro, we ain't got no metal detectors to get on this damn boat. And these people <laughs> drove. We leaving from Galveston. Shit. They probably got a gun. They got they got <laughs> weapons now. Give that man his roller. I don't even want to know who stole it. Go back in and put, put in back. his birthday into the safe because they know that was his code. <laughs> and put his Rolex back in the put motherfucking the safe. back. <laughs> I don't even want to know because I don't even want to look at you different. I don't want him to catch on to me knowing that I know that it was you. Oh, shit. I love it. He was like, no. So, like, guys, I mean, a hotel safe is cute, you know, but you really shouldn't be carrying that much with you that that's... If you have enough shit that's that valuable at a hotel, like, you kind of moving weird. Like, why are you taking all that shit with you? You don't need it. If you're not going to wear it on your body... You don't need it. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need it at all. That's what I also say about designer luggage. Like, if you want to get designer luggage, you better be flying private. And if you want to mm. have a designer, it needs to be a carry-on so that you're always taking it with you, you on the plane. Got you. Yep. Because if yep. y'all are checking Louis bags, y'all are dumb. Are you kidding me? TSA can open up your bag, break your lock for any old reason. They've done any it to reason. me any several reason. times. And they ain't going to take care of that shit. They're going to nope. purposely throw that shit in there. Oh, Louis bag? Hit that. Hit every wall in the motherfucking airplane. <laughs> they gonna purposely you know, fuck your that shit up. They be throwing that shit Kicking it, pushing it all in They wanna make sure your shit looks rough By yeah. the time you get back So, not smart So the Golds were on vacation because their house was being renovated And brought all their valuables with them For fear of being robbed <laughs> Okay, so Golds How did y'all let smooth-talking, nice-smelling-ass swan gets you to tell this much personal information. Oh, man. When you are on vacation, you can make you some little vacation friends. I know couples get bored. Y'all got these kids. Y'all got the nanny. Y'all can pawn them off on. Maybe y'all thought mm-hmm. y'all was making a little bonding situation. But don't tell people that. That's just oh, like yeah. if you have a Facebook or even a Twitter. You don't need to tell people when you're out of town. Mostly yeah. on Facebook because they might know where you live. Don't tell people when you're out of town on Facebook so you can get robbed. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. I, uh, 
the amount that we feel comfortable talking to strangers about personal shit is is because you're thinking, Lord, I ain't going to see them again. Also, you trying to make yourself look better, look cooler. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, Juan up here like, I'm about to rob your ass. Right, Rob taking (laughs) notes. Juan taking notes. Juan was taking notes, baby. Juan was like, baby, I didn't survive. He's like, hello, chap. Yeah, my name's Daniel Gold. This is my wife, (laughs) Hottie McTrophy. And uh, we're just here because our place is being renovated. You know how that goes, old pal. You know when you're renovating. (laughs) We took all our valuables. Didn't want the Mexicans to steal. You know what I mean? (laughs) Not you, though. You're one of the good ones. (laughs) You're at the Four Seasons. Juan's <laughs> right. like, yeah, yeah, terrible Mexicans. Yeah. Oh yeah, Juan, man. why do you have that pen and paper? What what are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, I'm writing stocks. I'm writing stocks. Oh, you're writing stocks. I love. I'm a stocks man myself. You know, I got two hundred thousand dollars in the safe for the stuff. Like, you know, like, what are you doing? I got my trays upstairs. Dummy, Dale, yeah. you deserve to be robbed. I don't feel mm-hmm. bad for you. I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for nobody in this story yet. Like that Daniel's, or that uh, Juan is right, or Guillermo, I should say. Mm. What's his his real name? Juan. Juan. Juan is his real name. Yes. Yes. Guillermo was his plain name. That's his plain name. Juan is his real name. (laughs) Guillermo is his plain name. Daniel Gold is his hotel name. Okay. So, in 2001, there was a string of similar unresolved robberies or unsolved robberies in London where a man had stolen over $80,000 worth of jewelry cash from several luxury hotels and spent another $10,000 with a stolen credit card in a high-end clothes and chauffeur driven Bentley. So he took a credit card and was like, I'm going to get the drip and I'm also going to get a whip. A chauffeur. So he's keeping up the facade because, you know, somebody pulls up in a high-end Bentley and they have a driver and they get out and they're like, Armani Privé, everything. You're not questioning nothing. No. So not only did the man bag high-yielding thefts like the Vegas robbery, he was interested in the money as he was, like, he was interested in the money as much as he was interested in the luxury goods and services. So he was living life well, you know what I mean? Like, he knew how to spend coin, and I appreciate that. It was later discovered that during a night out, he had tipped a barman $30,000. Wait. He went out, and as a tip, he gave a barman... A thirty thousand dollar Patek Philippe watch. I can't say it's Patek Philippe. Philippe. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's a really expensive. I watch. can barely um, say Rolex. <laughs> but a Patek, you know, I just know it's yeah. from like all the rap songs. But yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. thirty thousand dollar watch, and he was like, "Here you go, keep the change." Like Damn. what? Damn. So unflappable and smooth was Juan's operation that during another robbery at a five-star hotel in Beverly Hills, he was able to talk his way out even when the suite owner came back early. He told the couple that he was a member of the staff on a routine check and that as compensation for the unwanted surprise, he would send up a complimentary bottle of champagne. So they came back to their room. Yeah. Juan, all in their safe. Now he's wearing a suit. He's wearing Gucci. He's wearing right. Tom Ford. But he all in they safe. He's looking through the panty drawer. And then, excuse me. And he's like, oh, hey. um, mm. oh, I'm just making sure your stuff is warm and folded. Yeah. And- we do these routine checks of the underwear drawers. <laughs> and um, it's just because terrorism is. Ooh. You would be surprised. They be putting the anthrax in the panties. Mm-hmm. And they also putting- in the mini bar. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You don't yeah, want that. Had, you don't want that. We've had a that. lot of cases. We call them 873s. And um, <clears throat> y'all weren't supposed to see this. You know, I'm going to send y'all like dumb. Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send y'all up a bottle. I'm going to send y'all up a bottle yeah. for the inconvenience. Oh, okay. Go ahead. 
All right. You be <laughs> I love this hotel. They think right. of everything here. Uh <laughs> this voice. <laughs> so he then left the room, went to the restaurant, and ordered the hotel's most expensive bottle, charging it to the couple's account. When the Las Vegas detectives started <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you up a bottle of champagne. He go down. Hey, uh, send a bottle to my room. Put it on the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this man. Look, he said, I'm going to send you a bottle. He didn't say, I'm going to pay for it. Oh, I love this man. <laughs> like, he couldn't take one L. Like, I know you stole a lot of money. You couldn't take one L and just buy the bottle of champagne just to get off scot-free. You do send it and charge them. <laughs> He's so disrespectful. <laughs> oh, rude. that is fucking beautiful. He's rude. This is disrespectful. Oh, and I oh. love it. So when the Las Vegas detectives started to hear about the similarities, they began contacting authorities around the world to gather stories and connect uh-huh. the dots. When a string of burglaries took place at several London top hotels in November 2004, authorities were ready for Juan. Wow. So now they're like, okay, it's 2004. Remember, the the him sending... A couple of the champagne that he that they paid for that was two thousand one. It's two thousand four. It's three years later. He is still he's hopping the globe. He's going you know to all the posh cities and getting the girls. And at this point, this dude is under thirty because if in ninety three he was seventeen, two thousand three, two thousand four, he only late twenties at that point, right? I mean, listen, I this it. is what I call taking advantage of your 20s. You're, you're yeah. hot, you're young, <laughs> yes. supple skin. Mm-hmm. You get out there and you do those robberies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you young thing. <laughs> you sexy thing. <laughs> <Thank> you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so on occasion, Juan would pretend to be a guest, loitering in the lobby, drinking coffee in the lounge, or ordering drinks at the bar while actually profiling targets, grabbing names from discarded checks, and eavesdropping on reception. Using this information and sometimes a fake ID, Juan could become anyone. In the final London burglary at the Dorchester on Park Lane, he stole around $50,000 worth of watches, cash, and clothes, including a $2,000 Valentino leather jacket and a Frank uh-uh. And a Frank Muller watch. Wow. Or Muller. I, think it's I don't Mueller. know this brand. Frank Muller. Yeah. I think I've heard of this brand. I was but... reading it like Mugler, but it's not Mugler. It's Mu- it's Muller. I think it's Muller. Frank Muller. So he stole a Valentino leather jacket and a Frank Muller watch. He was a damn. I love this dude. He was like robbing everybody. He was robbing. He was robbing. He was robbing everybody for the good shit, too. Right. And he. Pretty much exclusively seemed to do this at hotels. I think he found his niche. He knew how to work it. And when you think about it, hotels do have lots of places where you can get information from people. Like, if you want to see someone's hotel room, once they pay at a bar, if they leave a receipt or, you know, the checkout with the, you know, signed copy and the tip or whatever, you can open that and see what their room number was and their name. Or if you're listening to reception, people are giving their personal information right then and there. Like, there's so many places at hotels where you're giving up personal information to check in, check out, buy things. Mm, That's smart. Never even smart. thought about it. Let me tell you, and I love this movie, but they had the movie Catch Me If You Can with the Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. Frank Abigail, also kind of similar to this it. dude, right? Uh, oh, you talked about it? So yeah, kind of similar to this dude, like going around, like running scams on like things you wouldn't think you should run scams. I mean, he was running crazy scams. I want to see a movie about this dude. Because this man was, 
this man was doing some some crazy shit. Like you know, at some like at some point, somebody in the FBI had a beat on him, and they couldn't catch him for like two or three years. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, like it took him forever to even put it together. This is probably the same person. Yeah. And all of the thefts this. were the same. Also, Beautiful. y'all didn't have descriptions. Everybody wasn't like, he's really young and attractive Colombian man. Right. <laughs> like, it ain't that many Colombian men out there robbing motherfuckers. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> not like and, this. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think in, in any race you you could probably narrow it down if they were any race because yeah. like who is out here just like robbing people in suits smelling like you know patchouli and old wood like that's what I imagine <laughs> he smells like I imagine he smells so good smelling like bread mm. the good yeah, just, bread. it's very disarming when people smell good it like, is just like oh they must have something going on it is they? it's disarming it it's, I'm so t- it's disarming disarming criminals I always kick myself when I forget to put on perfume because I'm like oh that's one of my superpowers it's like people be like you smell so good you know damn I need I'm to, to give you cologne a, oh yeah it's you gotta give people a sensory experience okay. it's, it's good so by December 2004 Scotland Yard detective Andy Swindells what a last name had been following Juan for several years ah you're lame Andy you're following him for several years you loser Followed mm-hmm. him for several years. If you couldn't catch him in six months, you should have gave up. Quit. Gave up. Let this man live. Let him live. Let Quit. this man live. So it was for that reason he was able to immediately recognize Juan walking down the street after walking home from a bar around the corner. Dang, Andy. Damn. I hate I hate you found him like this. Juan. He was probably, he was, he was like, you know what? I'm going to take a night off from robbing people and just go have me a couple <laughs> glasses of wine. Go ahead and dance to Ignition Remix. No. Because <laughs> that was out there, right? Juan does not listen to R. Kelly. I don't know. No, not no more. Him. Not no more. But no. in 2004. In 2004, he, he probably could have been like, bounce, bounce. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shouldn't have been. But He shouldn't have been. Also, didn't that name, hit, hit, the name just popped up. It said some Soriano something. Was his name not even Juan? It was Juan. Can oh, okay. we see that uh, mugshot again? So, in the meantime, while they pull it up, Juan was immediately arrested and taken to custody while police were able to track down his apartment and finally find a trove of physical evidence to his thefts and multiple aliases. During questioning, Juan was held so hard to a fake alias that despite knowing the better detectives were almost fooled. So he, when they arrested him, he had a fake alias. He wasn't going by Juan. Oh, that's maybe what I saw. Yeah. He was eventually found guilty and sentenced to only three and a half years to the Stanford Hill prison on the Isle of Shepe. Only... Dang, Juan even got more sexier. Juan, Juan is an attractive ass dude. <laughs> Juan, Yo, his hair. Juan, and why he got the drip on in the hand? Cause he got a little polo. Yeah, he on. got like the perfect chiseled jaw with the right amount of stubble. His the, glasses. Yo, Juan, Juan, wherever you at, bro, you should be in Hollywood right now, man. You you Rob got a list looks. Rob me, daddy. Okay. Ooh. You got them a list looks, boy. Juan looked like Juan looked like he gonna be the next super. Man in the goddamn right, <laughs> little Clark Kent ass one. Oh my right? god! You want the keys to my safe? One. Shit! You ain't had to do all that, baby. All you had to do was ask. You ain't Juan, have to rob you be me. The one, okay, <laughs> mm, and not the two. Yes, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, we stay. I, we stay. He's a, he doing it. I'm not mad at him. Shit. All right, now I know what I need to do to look better. I need to go get frozen like an ice cube. <laughs> He did cryo at 17. He did three hours of cryo. Right, And it worked out. 
Shit. <laughs> Y'all do a crowd for 15 minutes. It's not long enough. Not long Three enough. Hours. You got to go freeze. Almost die. Shit. Because his cells are regenerating. Wow. My goodness. <laughs> okay. So he got three years in shipping. I'm guessing sh- the shipping sounds like some British shit. This is the sound. <laughs> in America, we got prisons called Rikers. You know, right. we don't have prisons right. called shipping. Leavenworth. <laughs> like we got we got fucking terrible names. We got shit that sounds scary. <laughs> the name the name alone sounds terrifying. Yeah. So this has to be in the UK. Ship it. Yeah. Welcome to Ship It Prison. Shit. How would you like to be locked up today? Like, yeah, Shep is in Kent, England. Thank yep, you, Marina. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we're right. Shep is definitely not in America because America's prisons be like shank murder correctional right, facility. Right, like, right. We don't have, we don't have cute names for our prisons. Okay. Don't nobody do. Guantanamo Bay, that shit sound terrible. <laughs> 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 That shit sounds terrible. They tried to put bay in it to make it sound yeah. cute. Like you was going to get an ocean worse. view. <laughs> <laughs> right. We watched Train Today. We know what Pelican Bay is. Like, right. we ain't trying to get it no bays in our names. <laughs> right. It don't sound good. Actually, I would rather be at um, Shank Murder Correctional right. Facility. Right. At least then I'm not on the island. Like, right. right. What's the I'm, other one? That's that Alcatraz. The, that Alcatraz. That, that don't sound, sound good. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. That's a scary fucking name. What person you go? I'm going to Alcatraz. Going that, to Al- that sounds like a nightmare. Al- Alcatraz had a nickname too. It was called The Rock. Like, no, <laughs> like, no. That just sound bad, man. And that shit is in the middle of the ocean. And now nah. they give tours of that bitch and they're like, yeah, this is where they all got syphilis. And yeah. this is where I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, so Sheppy. <laughs> oh, listen, it. I do a bit in Sheppy. <laughs> <laughs> Feels feels fine. Feels okay. <laughs> they don't call it a bed over there. You doing the bed? You doing the holiday in Sheppy? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going on holiday. You going on the holiday in Sheppy? <laughs> <laughs> Even the way we say we're going for doing a bed, it don't sound. <laughs> Like prison is, yeah, I'm sure like, we know prison is a horrible experience. Prison doesn't come for his ass. We all we know all of that, but it's just it's just crazy to me that in America, like even the sound of prison, like the words that we use to call, like the names, the, it's all terrifying. It's all terrifying. Yeah. Okay, so ship it. So he's he's sentenced to. It says only three and a half years. So whoever authored this, and I know Kaylin does excellent research. So there's a lot of different articles and stuff. But whoever maybe probably wrote only in front of three and a half years. No, three and a half is more than enough. That's more okay, than enough. He ain't kill he, nobody. He ain't kill nobody. He robbed some rich people of some things. Okay, yeah. they probably weren't paying all their taxes anyway. Yeah, he, he shit. Ain't nobody hurt. They they fine. They, they fine. fine. Everyone's fine. Okay. Yeah. So, Several months into his sentence, he used a fake toothache and a doctor's visit to escape. My man. Of course you could. Because that shipping, they, you probably get, like, that good dental. Right. Yo, he said I got a toothache. They literally took him to a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's crazy. I feel like in America, you say you got a toothache, the security guard just go hit you in the mouth with a baton. Right. Knock it out. Right. Which tooth? All right, let me pull it out for you. They just going to pull that motherfucker out. Right, we don't get dental. No Novocaine or nothing. Hell, you can't get dental when you're free in America. Yeah, you can't. And and the motherfuckers who can, if you don't know it, you ain't got it. People who's on Medicare, you can get free dental on Medicare if you ask for it. 
<laughs> they ain't gonna offer that shit to you. If you ask for it, I hate it here. It's no, crazy. Yeah, it's a part of your plan. It's a part you of your know. plan. If you know, I'm not gonna tell you though. You better. You gotta guess. You gotta guess. You gotta. You gotta find out. You gotta find out. You got it. So the arresting detective responded. Our first reaction was we laughed when she, when he escaped from the dentist's office. He was like, "Oh, my tooth, my brain," and then he got to the dentist's office and he left. And um, the detective was like, "We was cracking up. It was actually hilarious." <laughs> I like that y'all have a good sense of humor. So Juan was arrested several weeks later after hitting the Marion Hotel in Dublin. Juan. He should have just, my man should have went to Australia somewhere or Asia where they ain't got extradition laws and just chilled. I know he escaped with no money. So Probably. unless he, he had a bank re- account, he had to he had to do one more he hotel was on, He was on the Wet Bandits Home Alone shit. He got out of jail and needed to rob the toy store. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed, and I'm sure he was going to skip town after that, but you got to know yeah. when you are the hotel bandit that people, they... The hotels know about you, girl. Yeah, they, you got you got you got to change it up. They probably you got your face up. up in the in the back room where they you know do the linens and and prep mm-hmm. the room service. Like everybody knows who you are. You can't go back to hotel thieving. Not especially not in the you know country you got caught. Damn, you got to go. You got to go rob some country clubs or some shit. Yeah, you got to switch it up. <laughs> They got lockers at the country clubs, But too. you know what, though? He probably didn't have all his drip. Like, they, they raided his uh, apartment. He, You know, he's in prison, so he doesn't really have his set of tools. Uh, so I bet you if we saw a picture of him right after jail, it was like he got hit with some kryptonite. He probably looked bad, too. Damn, because you know, I don't know, though. <laughs> Ship it. They might have haircuts. They might That's have, true. They might let him go to the dentist's office in his suit. He might be like, I feel more comfortable. <laughs> In my suit at the dentist. And I was like, sure, put it on. Whatever. Uh, what? That's why people are, are addicted to crime, man. Like, they can't help themselves, right? You you broke out of jail and you free. Like, they ain't find you for several months, which means you have been successfully well, evading weeks. the law. But he was weeks. evading the law. But I don't know how he made it over several weeks without you know, any access to cash. But so with multiple charges in multiple countries, he was eventually extradited to France where charges were pending and while charges were pending in the United States. So France was like, we want to turn. And then the U.S. was like, then bring him to us so we can take yeah. it to the real jails. Right, so we can take that motherfucker to Rikers. Okay, so, <laughs> so we can start making making license plates. He gonna make license mm-hmm. plates for us and hand sanitizer for since. <laughs> <laughs> He gonna be fighting wildfires in California. Right. <laughs> That's so fucked. And then, but when he get out of prison, he can't become a firefighter. What? Right. <laughs> right. right. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Literally, fucked prisons up. are just slave labor. They're like, let's get as many yeah. people in the jail as we can. Black and yeah. brown preferred. And then work them to death. We'll pay them. Mm-hmm. Pennies. We'll pay them. Literal pennies. 12 cents. So he took the opportunity to flee the United States where he would be, <laughs> wow. So when he had, he was extradited to France, right? He's got charges pending in the U.S. He took that opportunity to flee to the United States where he would be arrested in Vermont after getting caught at the Canadian border. After serving 30 months and being released, he was arrested again in Hong Kong. Damn, bro. Like, I know you tired Damn. of handcuffs. Yeah. And he don't look as good. Yeah, he's starting to look a little worn down. The arrests yeah. are getting to him. Like yeah. an addict, his lies grew more ambitious and his execution more careless as he chased his obsession with wealth and luxury. 
Eventually, in March 2019, he was sentenced to 15 months after stealing 217,000 euros, roughly about 245,000 U.S. dollars worth of cash and jewelry, from the Hotel Disneyland in the city of Chessy, France. As of today, Juan Guzman Betancourt's whereabouts are unknown, and he remains one of the world's most talented and untrustworthy criminals. So, I would imagine that he's still out here doing this. Yeah, he's still out here. He's still out here doing the damn thing. And And the crazy part, too, is... It's wild because, I, it's a, I mean, you said you talked about this. So, you know, Frank Abigail, because he's a white man who was a criminal. <laughs> this man eventually got a job in, in the FBI helping them, <laughs> like helping them catch people who was doing what he was doing, right? If the government was smart, they'd be like, bruh. I'm tired of catching you. You tired of being caught, man. Right. Like, these are, we, at this point, like, like, let's help each other out here, brother. Like, why don't you come work for us? We're going to pay you six figures a year. And you can work your way up to seven figures. But, like, come on, bro. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> it's <laughs> we, also just such a waste of government it's a resources. Waste. Yes. It's a to fucking keep catching waste. this man. Like, either put him away for good or let this man live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, let the man live. Because as soon as he get out, he going to do the same shit. Exactly. Let him live. And I know the way the laws are set up, it's like, I can't really charge him for much. You know, like, 15 months is, like, a little bit over a year. 30 months, like, he's doing, like, two-ish years. Uh, But... I don't know. I just, I think, let him go. (laughs) Let him go. (laughs) Let him go. He's free now. And I don't know how he's doing. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing good. I like Guillermo. Or Juan. I like Juan. (laughs) Like Juan, that. wherever you are out there, uh, stay scheming. Still very <laughs> proud of you. Uh, love your work. Huge fan. Yes. Uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back for the saddest part of the show. We're after Let Jaquis Go! Robbery! Hi, I'm John Lovett, host of Love It or Leave It. Every week, I'm joined live on stage by incredible guests to break down the biggest and dumbest stories in politics and pop culture. And now, because there's too much news for just one show, join me and my friends, also known as beloved producers who have to be there, every Tuesday for a rundown of the latest headlines to help get you through another flawless week in our perfect society. Listen to episodes of Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts, or catch the funniest moments on the Love It or Leave It YouTube channel. We're back, and it's time for Scammer of the Week, where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise, or maybe not. Man, this episode's a long one again. Wow, guys. Um, we having fun, though. We having fun. Yes, time. we have fun here. Uh, Scammer of the Week, 60-year-old Anne Kudahar. There's a phonetic pronunciation here, so I'm saying it right. 60-year-old Anne Kudahar of Zabar, Malta, has been accused of using several ruses, including faking cancer, to raise money so she could go to the casino. Anna is unemployed, her only source of income being social benefits. When she went to three people claiming to need help financing her treatment or that she was like collecting money for a friend's dying son people were eager to help so she was like switching it up she was like oh i have cancer oh my friend's son is dying mm-hmm. um he's frozen uh so we <laughs> <laughs> he we came here on a plane and he was frozen for three yes. hours <laughs> we don't want him to make it to all the way froze Right. He he's more of a slushy right now. <laughs> he's just a thin layer of ice. On it's top. a thin layer of ice <laughs> on top. But if you give me money today, urgently, 
It could be thawed. <laughs> Is that what? Count me thaw, my friend's son. So she ultimately yeah. raised over 470,000 euros, around 530,000 530, USD, which she spent entirely on gambling. Mm. And, uh, now, see, this one I don't have. Like, Guillermo or Juan, I was like, all right, Juan, I like you. You ain't hurt nobody. But I don't like this when you actually use, like, shit that people are going through that they have no control over, like cancer <laughs> or, yeah. you know, death in the family. And you you pulling on those tug, you pulling on those heartstrings. That's tough. I don't tough. mind it. You don't mind, mind it? it. That, mm-hmm. shit make, that shit is sad. I that mean, shit makes me sad. So I gotta... She- not one cent was recovered, and she pleaded non-guilty, and um, she's remaining in custody. Okay. Um, the reason I say I don't mind it is, I've said this before, if you donate to a GoFundMe, like, what are you, some kind of psychopath who's going to, like, reach back out and be like, okay, how much did the funeral cost? How That's much true. were the programs? Did you guys use all the money? Can I see a photo of the body in the coffin? Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, you have a choice you, whether to give money or not. You're right. Right. If you, that's the whole thing about GoFundMe is you're supposed to put up a convincing story. You get a little video, a little PowerPoint presentation, you know, some photos of, of somebody looking real ill, you know, or like freshly <laughs> hit by a bus. Like, you're supposed to sell it. And then people just buy it if they want to buy in but i'm never gonna be like oh well how did the treatments go or i'm not right. gonna <laughs> right never never Where i didn't get, i gave go? was there any I left gave, over <laughs> i've given money to like some gofundmes and shit for people's like this person is fighting for their life you know they need this they need that and i've given you know a few bucks and most of the motherfuckers i don't know if they're alive or not <laughs> like, oh, I never, no. I never like checked back. I never get checked back. They really back. don't send updates. They're never like, and they made it. And they you made know? it. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, I, I, and I know that like GoFundMe especially tries to stop these kinds of things because their whole platform is basically getting a little tax off of the money that's made and raised. So they don't want people to start feeling like the site is a scam because then they'll start donating less and then GoFundMe will make less money. So they're like, Mm. they try to root out the scammers to be like, look, we caught them. Look, we make sure our site is legit. These sad stories are all real. Right. (laughs) Right. GoFundMe is a scam. And you know what? I love it because one day we all going to need health (laughs) care. That's the health care in our country. That's how we get health care. We all (laughs) pass around the same six bucks to whoever needs it for whatever surgery or treatment, which is insane. Because basically, that's tax. We could all just let the tax dollars pay for health care, but instead, we're going to just... It's it's that weird thing you were talking about where people need to feel like they're better than someone. So it's like, oh, you seem worthy of my five dollars. Your story is compelling. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's wild. Didn't the Kardashians have a GoFundMe at one point or one of them Jenners or something? Like something happened and like somebody started a GoFundMe for So they didn't actually start it, but somebody no, started a GoFundMe. it was like Kylie. I think someone started a GoFundMe for like a makeup artist or something that Kylie worked with. That's right. And then That's she right. like reposted the GoFundMe. I think oh, she Oh, yeah, like, she reposted And everybody was like, girl, just pay it off. Just pay it. That's right. That's what Aren't it was. Aren't you worth billions? They were like, sis, pay it off. That's this what is it is. It's a scam, man. Just like, it's I'll share it to my 100 million followers and they'll get you the money. No, girl, you pay it. You pay it. 
If I had that much money, I would just pay it. Now I, I know you can't, you can't keep money if you're out here paying for everybody and everybody's True. little thing. I get True. that. But bef- I would rather pay it quietly than repost it to hundreds and millions, hundreds of millions of people. And <laughs> that's how I know they live. That's how I know. <laughs> that's how i know they live they like they like they live in just a different world uh or rich people like that just live in a completely different like stratosphere that i have no mental access to because that makes sense to me and you but to them but to her she was like oh yeah share it she was like me share do you know how much i get paid to share things like hundreds of thousands of dollars i'm gonna yeah. share this gofundme for free look at my altruism wow <laughs> Meanwhile, she's buying like hundred thousand dollar purses. Like, yeah. let's just pay the pay the GoFundMe and do it anonymously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you if you don't want to have to worry about people coming back for coins or thinking that you're gonna start being an open bank, right? Pay it anonymously and be like, oh wow, somebody paid off. That's crazy. G- wow, good, for, good you. for you. And move yep. on. Don't post that shit on your page. You know, now that we found out that Virgil Abloh. And I'm currently wearing Off-White. I do love his designs and rest in peace. When we found out that he was, you know, actually dealing with a disease and stuff. So when we were teasing him online, talking about keeping it a Virgil or two Virgils. Because <laughs> remember, he... <laughs> so he was donating to a charity. And he was like, if you guys donate, like, oh, I'll match yes. it. That's right. So he posted that he had matched, like, a $50 donation on his Instagram. And yeah, I was I like, remember this. you're rich! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Don't post this fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and this poor man was going through it, and we was he just was going dragging it. him. <laughs> he was going through it. Did the same thing to Chadwick every time he was on TV. Nah, I didn't fuck- do that. Well, some people did. Some people was like, every time he was on TV, and then he was looking a little skinnier. People was like, "Oh, he didn't have the powers of the Black Panther stripped from him." And I was like, "We trash. <laughs> We're so trash." When he would look tired in those pictures doing the Wakanda Forever salute, and they started saying, "Well, kinda forever," I was like, "No, we're all going to hell." We're so fucked. We're so trash. We're trash. We're trash. We're trash. Bad here. We're trash. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> oh man, and that, those are huge losses for the culture, so for the too. world. Yeah, but yeah. um, to not end on the saddest note, I just want to say, guys, keep giving the GoFundMe's. Don't worry about if it's real. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. You know, just don't give it to them if you worry. And I feel like most of them are real. You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to have some scammers every now and then, but that's every single thing in the world. Someone's going to try to use it and get over. So I think let's try to have some sort of glass half full Yeah. Mindset. So when I post my GoFundMe, <laughs> y'all know it's real. And uh, and Lacey the told y'all, go ahead and donate. Exactly. When I'm frozen, guys. Right. Which when I'm, I'm frozen. anticipating will be soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I need y'all to thaw me. I need y'all to thaw me. I need, and I can only be up there for three and a half hours. Yeah, thawing is expensive. What if that shit turned him smart? Like, what if, <laughs> what, if, what if it unlocked a part of his brain when, when he thought out that was like criminal genius? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just coming over to just like steal toys. And then, like, he was like, wait a minute. So I feel so, like his brain just started firing off, like, you can do better. <laughs> Marbles and diamonds. 
They kind of. Same size. <laughs> like, and then he was like, okay, I'll become an expert jewel thief. Whatever it is, I'm into it. Guys, uh, that brings us to the end of an episode. Ooh, a long one. Um, As always, if you want to snitch on your friends and family, scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Jaquees, we love to ask here, where would you like to be found? And anything oh. you'd like to promote? Oh, what a beautiful thing. Uh, First of all, I'm so happy and proud for you, of you, Lacey. You're you're killing oh, it. You. Um, like you said before, we've known each other for what, about five, six, seven years yeah. now. So like it's it's so dope to see people you come up with killing the game. Congrats on the uh best crime scam award. <laughs> 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 you doing a Viola nominating yourself in the supporting actress uh category. <laughs> Uh, but you know, but I, I respect it now, nah, but you're doing big things and I love it. I love it for you. So very happy for you. Glad to be back. Jackie Sneal on everything at Jackie Sneal. Follow me, y'all. I I want to, I want to scam my way into some more followers. So if you're listening to this and you don't follow me, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, follow a brother. Uh, I'm going to be in the upcoming season of physical season two on Apple TV. There's no release date yet, but it's coming out. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I'm in a couple video games, a couple animated shows, everything like that's coming, that's coming down the pipe. I'll talk about it when it's time. Uh, so yeah, follow me on social. Yes. And that's J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to text you the other day and I was spelling it correctly looking for him on my phone and then realized it's spelled incorrectly on my phone. And so I was like, I know it. We were just texting. I know I have his number. Was it, was it, were you missing the C or was the I a E? I was missing the C. It went to J-A-Q. Yeah. Yep. Um, and guys, as always, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms if you want to see the pictures from today's episode or my nonsense. And D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms if you want to see my mess. And Lacey mostly on TikTok. Uh, guys, congregation, stay scheming. Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Hey there, I'm Sujin Park. And I'm Kulap Vilaisak. Join us for Add to Cart. Every week we talk about the things we buy. And buy into. And what they say about who we are. That's right, like our friend Nicole Byer. I am a lady who has many tabs open. And they all have carts filled with things. (laughs) (laughs) Got a bajillion tabs full of stuff too? We'll break down what that says about you and us every week. Search for Add to Cart wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.